Madhouse Lights. Thanks team for another great show. I'll see you all backstage. This is Designed to Change, Backstage Conversations. Backstage, uh, Tim. Uh, normally, we would uh, drink our glasses and have a little cold beverage uh, behind the screens. How do you how do you feel right now after this uh, onstage episode? Well, um, yeah, I I, uh, I feel that um, we we covered a, a lot of ground, but um, almost yeah, we only just started the conversation. But I'm also very mindful that um, the topic around claiming time has actually. It, it, it's important to to use the time and but also be respectful of of everyone's time so i'm really grateful for the for the opportunity to, to have this conversation and spend time thinking about claiming time yeah. it's been really great yeah well thanks for for sharing your insights and um i think what i what stood out to me uh in our conversation is not just the the inquisitive nature and based on the experience that you've had in that corporate space where it was all about plan do plan do plan do evolving to the situation where you said the thinking time and claiming time to think and challenge the plan do attitude especially in larger corporations but also in ngos or in government or in um, membership-based organizations there are a lot of icebergs floating around Right, and um, those icebergs uh, bump underwater sometimes, and you don't see it above the water that much. But I really valued um, those insights. Um, when we left the conversation just now on stage, you also mentioned something about gap in the market or a market in the gap. I found that an interesting. I don't know. There must be an English word for how you flip a sentence and give it a different meaning. But what what did you mean by that? Gap in the market or market in the gap? Yeah, so I think um, I suppose it's vision and uh, vision and action. It's the same. So you might have a vision that there's something that's a, a great idea that needs to give be given to the world, yeah. um, which means that you think that there's possibly a, a, a gap in the market. Mm -hmm. But in actual fact, once you've been through the research process and like, more fully exploring that. You then start to work out whether this is something that's actually worth hitching your wagon to. So, in other words, is there a market in the gap? Is there something that's actually going to give you return on? And when I mean return on, I'm automatically cautioned by not saying return on investment. It's return on energy, return on effort, return on time. <laughs> um, I suppose it's it's. Interesting. I mean, as I say, you've, you've kind of raised something in my consciousness today, which I hadn't thought about, but this notion of time, and, and you mentioned your eight-year-old parents. I've, I've recently had to say goodbye to both my, my mom and my stepfather, and it is a pause for reflection that we aren't here forever. Yeah. <laughs> as much as um, Freddie said we want to live forever, um, the reality is that we have uh, we have a limited time to make the contribution to, to yeah. shift the dial, move the needle. And so we must make a count. 
And so to come back to gap in the market, market in the gap is like, is that something that you want to invest your time in? Um, and so there might be the vision, but not acting on it um, is a waste of time <laughs> because you might just keep looking at lots of things, but not doing anything. Acting yeah. without the vision is, is almost passing the time mm-hmm. because you're just doing stuff, but you're not really sure where you're heading. Yeah. Vision and action is a good use of time. It's a great use of time. Yeah. So, and that plays back to this idea of when you look at something as fast as you possibly can is not to be focused in on what it is that um, it can return, but very quickly to assess like, okay, that's a nice idea, but like, so how might we do it? But again, it's, it's not a finite science <laughs> because it sometimes has something to do with when ideas um, arrive and when they land um, and, and what the, who the audience is, which again, to play back into the EDC framework, um, into the um, event canvas methodology is, is why the stakeholder alignment canvas is so important. I guess I, uh, for, for, for me, using that language in some of the work that I do, um, it's very often we don't think about, okay, so who are all the stakeholders and who, have, who has the love and who has the, the power, who has the energy to shut this yeah. thing down? Yeah. Uh, and I say that um, again, thinking about an offsite for a, a, a strict um, leadership team or a um, or, or a, a culture renovation, it's like and and so being mindful of who those stakeholders are will give us an opportunity to to get the best out of the use of the time. Um, I guess I, I didn't spend time talking about it, but my navigate practices evolved as a set of tools and you mentioned scenarios that was just something we, we played with in the pandemic but but really navigate started as a i thought um, a strategic planning facilitation business that was quite unique using visual mapping analog style um the tools were there but they just weren't being used and i was very fortunate in building a business and using those tools to have had 10 years of of experience working with them uh, i guess there was an author, Malcolm Gladwell, who talked about 10,000 hours. So I was fortunate in building that business to be able to have the opportunity to use that time and to develop that level of experience so I could then take that back in. I had great mm-hmm. intentions of building Navigate into something that it was uh, that that I'd done before, which was an insights business. Um, but once I got into strategic planning and facilitation, it kind of just wouldn't let me go. And then over time, we were doing great plans with organizations, but getting very little change. And part of that was that the container in which the strategies were being developed was not optimal. And that's the culture. The con- so the container in which the strategy lived, yep. or the environment in which the strategic arrow flew towards a target. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where the culture piece came. Um, and I, I guess... Um, when when you look at it like that, then for me it's it's both strategy and culture. And another metaphor comes, which is like ice skating. So you do both in equal measure. You go forward really fast. And someone from Switzerland, you know that much better than I do in terms of <laughs> snowshoes or skis. But particularly ice skating, if you can do both, if you do one uh, in unequal measure to the other, you end up going around in circles. Yeah. 
And so to come back to um, the speed at which you need to kind of figure out is there a gap in the market and marking the gap is is acknowledging both of those aspects. It's like okay. so so what where's this where's this landing? And is there something we can actually do towards an outcome, towards a result? And um, you make me think about, you know, you said so much change has happened during the time of COVID. If you were working eight hours a day, um, every day of the year for 3.42 years, which is 10,000 hours translated to years, yes. if you work seven days a week, eight hours at it, then considering the start of COVID was somewhere early 2020, and we're now August 2023, if you'd spend your time doing just this, then you might have mastered um, all of that because that's the only thing you did. But we had a lot of other worries during that time as well. Time was spent differently, I think, right? And uh, I found it interesting how you started the conversation because the, the dramatic scenarios or things that happened that nobody expected that created a form of isolation for those that weren't connected digitally, um, almost forced them to connect digitally with other people. And it's a skill set. It's a digital dexterity that I think having met on uh, Mural in October 2029, which is our digital platform of collaboration that you know we like to use as well with our event designers and our our, our projects. Now we're also facing the reverse where. You know, right now, my colleagues, uh, Devin and Wool, who have just recorded some other podcasts live at cohort 46 at Purdue University in the event design lab that we thought up some years back um, at a university, um, uh, they're having the analog experience, but also need to build dexterity skills of the digital practice, right, which in the cohort you were at, cohort 35, 11 mm -hmm. cohorts ago, um, actually became second nature we were forced to use that methodology of interacting because there was no alternative right so the 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 context um dictated the method almost but now we have more choice again now we can do both yeah. or either or we could have chosen to bring these programs in the same way we did fully online and make it a six month thing which you know if you talk about the 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 gap between doing trainings live versus doing trainings online yeah there's a very different bottom line to both business models hmm. but we've deliberately chosen to prove the point that going back to a full live setting and then spending six months to give people the opportunity to submit their work in digital format and between brackets force them to collaborate using these digital tools it's a steep learning curve and it's not for everyone but it does build that digital dexterity alongside with the skill set of applying a methodology that they want to learn about, right? So the one gets married to the other as a must do in order to succeed and become a certified event designer. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm perpetually wondering because we do get pushback or, you know, gentle reminders sometimes that people are not always willing to learn that part of the skill set yet. If you look at you know your your daughter's uh, generation and my kids' generation um, who go through university and you know secondary school using these tools day in day out, um, they don't know or they couldn't they wouldn't want to work without them. Yeah. And so, and I think that's what's that's a kind of a gap that I'm seeing as well in terms of 
you know, spending the time to travel and go somewhere. I mean, for, for the better part of a year, we had the opportunity to actually jump in a plane and go and meet and have coffee in one part of the world. Well, you yeah. know, S South Africa and Switzerland are quite far apart. We know it yeah. will happen, right? Yeah. <laughs> at, at some point in time. Some point. Uh, and, and that might be one of the uh, markers as well that we could look at. Maybe between now and the next podcast, we may have met in person <laughs> or not. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I, I think that's interesting. I mean, that's... So the meeting in person versus the is that I am meeting you in person. Yes. I'm, I'm just not meeting with you in the in the same place. And I guess um, it, it, it's that's to your point around the the pushback on using the tools um, online versus in person. Hmm. Um, the reality is that one of the event design collectors values which has lived by its founders and embraced by all who become um, certified event designers is the value of innovation and learning. So if you are not prepared to be part of a value set of innovation and learning, in other words, to join this organization as a culture of innovation and learning, well, then actually perhaps it's not for you. Hmm. And, and, and I think it's okay. And this might sound contrarian, so forgive me, but to, to people listening to this podcast, there are places that are exclusive by their very nature that they're really, they're not easy. It's hard, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't do it. Yeah. I have a massive amount of respect for the, my colleagues who are certified event designers because they can and do deliver this digital collaboration and analog collaboration and do it extremely well. I mean, I came across Anthony who's, was in that cohort and was involved in the production of it. And the voice you heard in the jingle and, just before, right? That's sure. Anthony. <laughs> and and what a what an accomplished human being. Um, but I know what he and and I know I could say this for you and for Rule. I've I've looked a little bit closely at what's going on in the background, and there seems to be the swan that's perfectly creating an event going across Lake Geneva. But the reality is underneath the water, there's legs are going at a thousand kilometers an hour. Yeah. And that's, that's part of what it takes yeah. to, and, and I think that's the world that we, we need to be, be, be striving for. And, and so for my navigate practice, it's values in action and it's authenticity. Cause if it's not about that, then that's okay. But then just don't say it's like about that. Yeah. And 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 if you don't stand for something, sorry, another line. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. So, <laughs> in actual fact, it's better to stand for for what it is than than just to be something. Uh, you want to be something to someone, not just something to no one. Um, and and those those kinds of uh, decisions are, are are hard, but but they do pay off. Um, and to come back to market in the gap, gap in the market is that's a decision point to say, like, am I going to chase this? Don't get me wrong. I, I'm, I'm guilty as charged because I spend a lot of time chasing parked cars, but I'm also, um, I also, I get other things from that. So I get a sense of community giving back where I can. I get a sense of contribution, um, collaboration, um, which isn't, so that makes me wealthy um but not it depends on you that's an internal measure of wealth not an external measure of wealth yeah, yeah. Um, because at the end of the day we leave all our wealth behind 
right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think on that bombshell, um, considering <laughs> value, action, authenticity, we've got a lot of uh, really interesting and fascinating nuggets. I want to make sure in the recap that we capture uh, your ability to link to Tim on LinkedIn, which is a great uh, way to look and look at some of those resources like his creative um, uh, mornings uh, kind of uh, talk from the beginning of COVID, um, but also some of the other resources you shared. Maybe, Tim, you can send me a little list of those things that we can put in the sure. footer notes, maybe to Shaco, um, uh, to this, uh, uh, to the Cape Town uh, uh, cycle tour, right? The, yeah. the world's largest uh, timed event on the planet, right? That yeah. you are fascinated by and I'm fascinated by. I see these these relives, you know, pop up and the wonderful <laughs> landscape of um, uh, of that in any weather type that you guys uh, go through. Um, fascinating stuff. We are still mesmerized by designing at the speed of change. Uh, it's hard to keep up, but we're paddling harder and harder and harder to do it. Um, this week has been uh, productive, interesting. It started with a ping uh, earlier in the week where Tim pinged me and we had a conversation spontaneously on Monday and we said, we should have you on the podcast. It is now Wednesday. And by the end of the week, this podcast will hit the radio waves and people will be able to consume it forevermore. Uh, who knows when they're <laughs> listening to this, right? What sure. they will know is that a year from today, we're going to talk back at your horizons of change um, and looking at um, um, the ability and the way that you've claimed time for that change. So no small pressure. It doesn't mean we're not going to talk between now and then, right? We're going to have many more conversations, hopefully a face-to-face -face meeting. And uh, But for today, thank you for uh, being backstage, hanging out, soon to be matched by a face-to-face -face meal moment or a good drink. Thank you, Tim. Cool. Thank you, Rick. You've been hanging out backstage on Design to Change Designer Conversations. Thank you for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe and share conversations online using hashtag design to change and hashtag event canvas. Want more thought provoking content like this? Visit designtochange.online to purchase your copy of Design to Change, elevating your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Don't forget it's more than just a book. Experience a hard copy, audio format, video format, and even augmented reality. Experience it in your style and format. Tune into our next episodes and hear from more designers and change makers. Until then, we look forward to our next conversation. <laughs>